0: Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, equipping men for growth in your faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. Check out menofiron.org to learn more about how you can get involved in or support the vision of changing a culture one man at a time. Thanks for listening. Here's your host, Chad Zook. What types of things should a man do to grow as a man? Or, how does a a boy transfer into manhood? Are there some classic attributes that we as men can follow to help us to understand more what it means to be a man and to be good at being a man? This is episode 80 of the Men of Iron podcast. My name is Chad Zook. I'm the host of the show. In this episode, I talk to Vic Verdier, Vic Verdier was in the French Navy for 10 years. He had the opportunity to train numerous soldiers, uh, including close-quarter combat, skydiving, long-range weapon shooting, first aid, and explosives. He is qualified to be a life transformation coach, a fitness instructor, a kettlebell instructor. He himself is a gym owner. He also is a powerlifting and Olympic lifting coach. He is a specialist when it comes to nutrition and what we're going to talk about in episode 81 is is he is also a movement instructor, a move-nat master instructor, as a matter of fact. We talk about a, a wide range of things, but specifically what we talk about are some classic attributes of manly men. Enjoy this podcast, gentlemen. It was inspiring to me. I apologize for the audio. He was, uh, We were connecting all the way from France, so uh, this, uh, a little bit of the uh, of the audio quality was not quite there on his end, but it is on mine. So enjoy this, gentlemen. I'll see you on the other side. Well, today on the Men of Iron Podcast, we have the honor of having Vic Verdier on the show. Welcome, Vic. Thank you for having me. Vic is coming to us from France. So this is, uh, you can see, or you can tell rather, that he is a Frenchman. Uh, he has a, a lot of specialties that we're going to drill down into into this podcast. But what I thought we would do is just kind of tee it up and let the audience know who you are, Vic.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, so my name is Vic Verbier. I'm French, but I haven't lived in France for the last uh, 20 years. Uh, I've been traveling a lot. Uh, I used to travel because I was in the French Navy first for 10 years, and I was uh, doing a lot of uh, training. Uh, military training, especially in different countries in Africa. And then I traveled a lot because I was a, a scuba diving instructor for 20 years. I was teaching cave diving, deep diving, mixed gas, rebreather, some complex stuff, fun stuff. <laughs> um, Dangerous and then I traveled. stuff. <laughs> Maybe a bit. <laughs> uh, and then I, I traveled or I was mostly in Thailand because I was teaching Thai boxing. <laughs> And then, uh, and then I moved to the US uh, 12 years ago, something like that, uh, mostly because of the uh, company Movenat, uh, where we do a lot of uh, natural movement, kind of uh, outdoor fitness, a lot of things like that. I'm sure we'll talk about that more in detail. Mm-hmm. And I also have a, a gym in, uh, in Seattle, Washington. Uh, where we teach uh, kettlebells, barbells, and a lot of movement as well. And I'm doing also a lot of uh, online coaching for men. Um, And I'm very specialized uh, on men over 40s. Uh, Men who experience some drastic changes or progressive changes in their life as they age. And uh, and I help them in a lot of different ways, not only for their fitness, but... uh, for their mental health, their, uh, I would say their um, drive, you know, that's about it.
0: Yeah, well, that's a lot. (laughs) That is a (laughs) lot. So, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show today is because I think that you're you're helping men who oftentimes are just kind of like not thought of. You're, You're trying to be specific and help men 40 to 50, 60 in those years. And even men maybe in their 30s who are a little bit lethargic, who are a little bit caught up with, you know, they've had kids and they maybe have been married for 10 years and they got busy with work and they just started to neglect themselves. And then you start to see those changes as testosterone testosterone drops through the years and decades that you have less drive, less vitality. And because of that, it's easy to put on the pounds and it's a lot easier to put on the pounds than it is to actually stay physically fit. So you're Mm -hmm. advocating for men to To kind of step up and say, no, you don't have to lose all that vitality. That you can you can maintain a just a, a sense of of strength and conditioning and be physically fit even as you progress in years. and And I think your message is profound, and and it's going to be really helpful for every everyone who's going to be listening to this this podcast. You see, I we've already shared some of your qualifications, and you've got a long list of things that you've done, and you just mentioned some of those. Uh, I did think it was funny, though, because the French Navy and then all the things you did in the French Navy. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Under Siege with Steven Seagal. Uh,
1: yeah, a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Well, he was he was a Navy SEAL, but he was also a cook. So anytime somebody asks him what he did, he says, oh, well, I'm just a cook. But yet in the background, he's a Navy SEAL. And when I when I'm like looking at, at what you've done, and I myself served in the United States Navy, and I'm like, I did not do any of those things whenever I was in the Navy. So you must have been a cook uh, and doing all those those fun things too while you're in the French Navy. But yeah, you know,
1: I, I actually like cooking. So yeah, I'm French, so I like cooking. <laughs> you know,
0: that's normal. Well, well, you should being in France and such a such great cuisine in France. So that that only makes exactly. sense, right? Well, yeah. you know, one of the mottos that I have in life, and and I've had this for a long time. I've been working with men for twenty plus years now, around twenty years, and and I know that I had just have this motto, and I know it's something that you believe into. And I believe that that men must do hard things, and they must be un, they must be comfortable being uncomfortable. I know that you believe that, but why would you say that that's important for men? Okay uh i think
1: there's different uh, different aspects uh behind this question uh so doing hard things is uh the phrase coined by uh, theodore roosevelt uh and, and i think at that time meaning the beginning of uh, last century uh it was easier for men to do hard things mm. so i i think that uh, if theodore Roosevelt already saw something happening uh more than 100 years ago, um, we should realize that this is even more true nowadays. Mm. Uh, it's easy to, uh, to get complacent. It's easy to, uh, to get comfortable. It's easy to uh, just to enjoy life and not really fight for anything. Mm. And we can fight for a lot of things. We can fight to stay fit. As you, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of men a hard time maintaining their level of fitness. Okay, even if it's something you can regain, it's a lot harder to regain it than to keep it in the first place. Mm. Okay, so I would say yes, the level of fitness is something we we need to fight for, and it's an it's a, a daily fight somehow. Okay, uh, but it's also kind of a mental toughness that is, uh, in my opinion, very important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, being able to to be resilient, being able to deal with whatever happens in life without freaking out, uh, without uh, and I don't want you to uh, think that uh, I do it in a in, in, I take in a bad way, but being too emotional somehow uh, is not a service you uh, you do to yourself. Okay,
0: well, I understand. Being able that. I understand that being able to
1: uh, to suck it up somehow, mm -hmm. uh, and then be emotional afterwards. But uh, when you uh, when you have to deal with something, you have to deal with something now, Mm -hmm. not later. And then you can do whatever you want afterwards.
0: So it's a level of detachment is what you're advocating. It's like if you're in the middle of a struggle, in and you need to be resilient there's a time to, to like think through the emotional ramifications of something. But in that moment, you have to detach. Is what I think this is what you're saying. You have to detach in that moment to get the job done and then reflect upon it emotionally. I think that this is, you know, of course, we we always look for extreme versions of this. But uh, one of the main things that we advocate here at Men of Iron is just the value of family, Fam- family, friendships, faith, and fitness, and, and finances. This is really what we're about. But specifically in the family dynamic, I think that, you know, men doing hard things and even what you're talking about here, of course, we think of the drastic examples. We're going to war and all this and let's get the job done and then let's let's feel later. But let's you know, let's just keep, uh, you know, the mission in front of us. But I think that the mission when we bring uh, an understanding that the mission is at home, I think that we have to understand this, too, is we can become so emotional at home that that our our wife and our kids actually lose the, uh, the the masculine strength that we're supposed to advocate and to bring in and leadership that we're supposed to bring in that family dynamic. And if we become too emotional, we become so soaked up in that environment that we, we, it may seem like that we're doing the right thing, but what we're doing is we're actually helping other people to lose confidence in that moment. Do you think that's true?
1: Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, I can give you a few examples uh, in my life, but I I mean, everybody can uh, can relate to, uh, I would say more uh, mundane uh, mm-hmm. examples. But um, as I say, I was in, in Thailand for a while teaching uh, Thai boxing, but also scuba diving. And, uh, and you probably remember quite a few years ago, um, there was a tsunami in Thailand.
0: Mm-hmm
1: okay and I was at that time I was on a, on a small island <clears throat> and the soon the day the tsunami uh, came so it was a uh, boxing day as the brits uh, call it meaning the day after Christmas early morning and uh, and I was diving so I was uh, offshore far away and we didn't have any any real impact or anything like that but when we when we came back to the island we could see the damage that uh, the tsunami actually uh, actually did. Okay, and the damage was really, really uh, not only sad but uh, I mean critical in every sense of the world, of the world, uh, logistics, human, and everything. And and you could see the people who uh, who decided to take care of, of business, and the people who are completely. Drowned, uh, no mm-hmm. pun intended. Uh, completely drowned in the emotion and uh, and the aftermath of uh, of this uh, dramatic event.
0: Sure.
1: And I think it's uh as you say, it's a it's a disservice for your family if you can't react right now and take care of what you have to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why resilience is a uh, is one of the things I try to work uh, very hard. With, uh, with the people I coach because it's something that you can train everywhere anytime any day and mm-hmm. something that would be useful maybe not for a tsunami but for any problem in life mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm a very I'm very stoic by nature mm-hmm. I like the stoic philosophy and uh, and if you study a bit uh, Marcus Aurelius or, or Seneca it's all about uh, understanding what you can control and what you cannot control, making the difference between them and reacting to what you can control and do something about and just letting those things you cannot control follow their, follow their course of action.
0: Well, I think there's an example of this too, and you're not prepped for this question, so I'm just going to spring it on you. That's the kind of stuff that I like no to do. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something you're well-versed in. Uh, you, you talked about diving and specifically cave diving. And, and I think that there's... There's probably some lessons there. We may not be able to, we may never cave dive. I hope I never cave dive. If, if so, it's probably by accident and it's not going to end well. But
1: it's beautiful. It's oh, really beautiful. Oh, it's I, I can't. experience.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. I'll enjoy your videos uh, if you put some together. <laughs> but I think that, you know, with cave diving, there's all sorts of uh, kind of takeaways, maybe even from what you're talking about, because if you're cave diving, and you're you're well underwater, there's all sorts of, I mean, the amygdala, the the fight, flight and freeze thing is just going to be just hammering you. And you have to mm-hmm. learn how to to understand, okay, what's valid and what's not, but to still move forward, even with the amygdala, doing what the amygdala is made to do. So, mm-hmm. so how did you help people in those situations? And how did you regulate that fight, flight, and freeze mechanism that's in the brain? How did you help? to maintain the, just the ability to function in cave diving?
1: So cave diving is a very, uh, very different aspect than normal scuba diving, because scuba diving, whatever happens underwater, the water, you always have the, you know, the possibility, the option of going straight to the surface, even if it means potential problems, but you can go straight to the surface. Right. In cave diving, you cannot, you're underground, and the entrance slash exit might be 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away, an hour away or whatever. Mm. Um, so in other words, you cannot panic. Mm. Panic is never an option. I mean, it's always an option, but it's Obviously never a good option.
0: option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's right, never
1: right. a good option. Okay. So what happens with the students, I was, uh, I was training and what happened with me is progressive exposure. Mm. Okay. Meaning you go a bit and a bit and a bit more till you manage to expand your comfort zone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that's uh, that's a lesson that you can you can apply in in your daily life. Being able to expand your comfort zone mm-hmm. to any kind of situation will help you to be more resilient, and it will help you to stay cool under pressure, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore not to panic unnecessarily. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's another example of this and a conversation I had with a, a podcast that I used to host uh, called New Kind of Man. I talked to Errol Dobler and Errol Dobler was a Navy SEAL and he was also a FBI agent. But now he's a I don't know if he's a master in the Wim Hof cold exposure mm-hmm. methodology. I think that you have some familiar with familiarity yeah, with this, yeah, too. Yeah. And it's it's really just a simple way of doing the same thing of that progressive exposure and understanding. Uh, you know, because it's being uncomfortable. It's being comfortable while being uncomfortable or being comfortable while being uncomfortable. I'll eventually get it right. And so it's the same thing of cold water exposure. It's okay. Your body's naturally telling you, wow, this is cold. Get out, get out, get out. Why are you doing this to me? And yet, if we listen to our body, we can also, we can also kind of reframe our understanding to say, no, this is actually good for me because you can recall and start to evaluate, Uh, really what you're you're feeling in that moment. So you don't panic. So I think that's a that's maybe even a a different example of the same thing that you're talking about. Am I right in that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much uh, the same, the same concept, the same idea. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, And, uh, and just to uh, piggyback on your uh, on your example. So I've I've done some uh, cold water exposure in diving. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then through uh, Wim Hof. And, and to be honest with you, I hate the cold. <laughs> I spent my whole life in tropical countries. I'm kind of tropical. Uh, I hate the cold. And, my, uh, and I did it in diving because I had to do it. That was yeah. part of my job. Uh, but I never really enjoyed it. And the fact, uh, the fact that I, I managed to uh, work uh, through the, the, the Wim Hof uh, method actually helped me through progressive exposure, mental conditioning, breathing, relaxation, Mm -hmm. and so on, uh, helped me to, I would say, I would not say I enjoy it, but I can deal with it, Mm -hmm. okay? So uh, that was out of my comfort zone, definitely. And I'm more comfortable with it now. I will never go just for the fun of it, uh, swim in in a frozen lake, okay? Uh, but I know that I can deal with cold water and it happens to me on a regular basis, even if sometimes uh, I, uh, I would say I, I enjoy, uh, quote unquote, I enjoy uh, taking a, a cold shower as well, just because it helped me building this uh, this expanded version of my uh, initial comfort
0: zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally understand that. I actually went through a, a season where I just took cold showers trying to do the same thing, not because of Wim Hof. At this point, I, I haven't really tried any of that direct cold water exposure getting in, you know, an ice bath or anything like that, but just in a simplistic way through cold showers. And it is it is refreshing, and it's uncomfortable, and yet yeah. it, it just is. I mean, most people who, who who I've ever talked to about this, they're like, yeah, I don't like it. Even, you know, even conditioned Navy SEALs who have, who have done this because it's helped them. They're like, I don't like it. People who have done, you know, diving in cold water, they're like, I don't like it. You know, that's the, that's the typical thing, but yet they do it anyway. And I think this just is just another way of echoing that men do hard things. You know, that, that it's just this mantra, this, this truth that I live by that we're going to have to do the thing that's uncomfortable because it's the best for us. And that's the best for others. And one of the things that you talk about and I found this I just pulled this right off of your Instagram page. By the way, Vic is a great follow on Instagram. You're going to see that in the show notes. He has so many things that he kind of gives for free that he uses in his coaching practice. So you need to go to Instagram and you need to follow him. But one of the things that you talk about is you say a man always looks for risks and risks you love acrostics. That too. You do that all the you do that all the time. It's good. It's memorable. So you talk about the R represents responsibility, the I is independence, the S is strenuousness, the K is kindness, and S is style. Style is kind of like the it's the last thing, and it's the thing that's kind of unexpected. But why do you say that? Because <laughs> uh, you know, because most men they're like, oh, style. Who cares about that?" I, I appreciated yeah. that. But um, so, what do you say that that a man always looks for risks? Why why, why is this true of men? Okay, so. <clears throat> You
1: mean the risk by itself, the wrong risk, or the acronym I used?
0: The acronym you used, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Um yeah, there's plenty plenty of things. Uh I think a, a man needs to be independent, okay. Uh self yes, yeah, self-reliant if you prefer. Um, and if you um I mean I my in my, uh, in my uh, practice uh, the, the people I, I coach uh, usually people are in their 50s 40s 50s are kind of self-reliant for many reasons they had responsibilities they reach their maybe their goal in their career uh, their kids moved out of the house and and so on um, and they are kind of self-reliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but younger men um, at least the younger men i see in courses or in, by online coaching uh, are not always very self-reliant
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: they are not always independent they are, they maybe for financial reason maybe by convenience or by choice uh, it's easy to rely on someone else to take care of you. Mm-hmm uh it's easy to to rely on your parents, maybe, and we see more and more younger men staying longer uh in their parents' house in their right. own, or they rely on their partner, girlfriend, wife or anything uh, and unfortunately i would, yeah I would say unfortunately uh, th- they don't necessarily feel ashamed of that. And I find that a bit uh, a bit sad somehow yeah. uh, that you can just rely on your partner and spend your day uh, playing video games and not being really invested in in building yourself, building building your family, building your wife, your uh, your wealth, uh, building your future.
0: Well, this it's is a where very the responsibility... very realistic
1: somehow, you know. This is yes, where the, I
0: think the responsibility and independence piece comes in to what you're talking yeah. about, being self-reliant and the, and the risk acrostic. Yeah. It's, it's taking responsibility is I think the reason why people are comfortable, you know, men are comfortable and just playing video games and staying with their parents for longer than they ever have. It's because mm-hmm. they're pushing back the maturity because, I, in my opinion, is men haven't carried the weight of responsibility early enough. And, and the guys that I'm around and the teenagers that I've mentored over the years, uh, I try to get them to understand that they need to take responsibility for their life, first and foremost. Take responsibility for their, for their fitness, for their well-being, mm-hmm. and for their faith. And, and I think that after learning this, this valuable piece of taking responsibility for yourself and growing in that, that leads to this sense of, of independence, now for me, just put put my cards on the table. I don't, I'm not advocating myself anyway. I'm not advocating mm-hmm. an independence from God, because this is a Christian men's podcast. I'm mm-hmm. advocating that that God has given every single person a sense of independent of independence with him, but also just autonomy to live the life that he has for them. So this is this is my my core belief. But I think this goes into the self-reliance piece because men are being held back because what, what you just said and what I said, and they don't have a sense of, of independence. Instead, it's, it's dependent on their parents. And then if they, they get married or they have a girlfriend, then they just transfer that dependence on, on their, their, their spouse or girlfriend. And, mm-hmm. and I think that is, that's one of the things that's keeping men from becoming the best version of themselves
1: yeah and and I think that's uh, that's what makes the difference between boys and men if you're right uh boys used to be people with no responsibility people live with their parents people are uh, relying on someone else for pretty much anything mm-hmm. and who spend their time either studying or having fun okay and unfortunately i, I think we we see this uh, these characteristics uh being used by boys who should be men by the time they reach their, tw- their early twenties, okay? mm-hmm. and uh, and unfortunately, it's not what I see. Okay, it's, it doesn't mean that uh, all the teenagers and all the young men uh, are completely responsible and uh, and don't become real uh, real men. Okay. Uh, but that's what I see more and more often during courses in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And in France as well. Don't uh, don't take it wrong. Uh, I see it in other countries as well. It's more of a, a global uh, problem than uh, just specific to the U.S.
0: Yeah, I've I've actually had conversations with uh, some people in Australia, and they echoed the same thing, yeah. that there's just this sense of, of men, uh, boys, not really becoming the men that they're supposed to be. So they just try and maintain that adolescence for a long, long time. Yeah. Or if they do get married, they still operate as adolescents. And then eventually they actually just separate and then create all sorts of, of social problems too. So I think, uh, you know, that from my experience that I've, I've also seen what you're talking about. And I believe, unfortunately, that it's true. But I think one of the ways out of that, of course, you, we talked about responsibility and independence and that for us to become good men and good at being men, that, that we have to have those. But also you talk about strenuousness. Why did you add that one?
1: To come back to doing uh, doing hard things. Uh, strenuousness will will mean at some point being able to to be more resilient, being able to be stronger, stronger under pressure, being able to uh, to fight back. And you can fight for a lot of different reasons. You can, it can be a, a physical fight, meaning being able to protect your own life, being able to protect someone else's life, people who are dear to your heart, your family, your kids, your friends. Uh, but it could be also fighting for other things, fighting for values. Uh, there's a lot of discussions nowadays about uh, values or the lack thereof. Uh, being able to to stand up and fight for what you believe, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, is very important. Uh, and it could be fighting for your country as well or fighting for your community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all those things are what a, mayor, a man uh, should be dealing with, okay, and not Trying to avoid those responsibilities.
0: Yeah, I agree with that as well. And I think I'm really glad that you said uh, fighting for basically values. And I think that mm-hmm. the day and age that we live in—again, this is just my opinion—and we can agree to disagree and still be friends, Vic. But I think that uh, that I think that there's so much of of uh, a downplaying of values in our day and age to where men are not speaking what is the truth, and instead they're just become compliant sheep. With what's going on in the world, and I and I firmly believe, and this is the reason why I do the work that I do, if men would step up and actually advocate for their role as as men, as protector, provider, and presider over their life, I think Mm -hmm. that drastic changes would happen culturally, and I think that that's part of that strenuousness. It's it's getting into that uncomfortable space of saying what is to what is true, even if you're you're going to meet opposition, and that's that strenuous piece and of course this needs to be balanced with kindness and that's the that's the the k in the risk acrostic it's it needs to be balanced with kindness if not we're not talking about being jerks right like anybody can be a jerk but uh (laughs) men don't need to be jerks so um Mm -hmm. so what's your what's your take on that actually that's what you i didn't even know that but that's literally what you said being a strong man doesn't mean being a jerk there you go no no no
1: and uh, you you mentioned uh, something and I, and i like to uh, come back to it if you don't mind sure. uh you mentioned that uh, people can be scared and i think uh fear is uh, is a very potent motivator in everyone's life okay we are all afraid of something okay um the thing is the more we are afraid of things the easier the Safer uh, it is to not do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the idea of doing doing hard things, having a, a more a strenuous life, uh, is again going outside your comfort zone. Again, fighting against nature, against the elements, against mm-hmm. pretty much anything you can uh, you can fight with. Okay, uh, and pushing your comfort zone. Uh, and eliminating uh, your fears somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just give you a, a quick a- example because that's what my father did to me when I was a, a teenager. I was um, I was afraid of height. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not afraid of height. You're afraid of falling from height. But okay, sure. so I was yeah. afraid of uh, of height, and uh, and at that time I was thinking about going to the navy, the military, and so on. And obviously, it's not very compatible. Uh, I became a skydiver and I did a lot of things after that. So obviously, there was a problem. And my father told me, um, yeah, you have to to fight it head on. Mm. And he signed me up for a rock climbing course, a week-long rock climbing course in the south of France, a beautiful place where you have cliffs Mm -hmm. over the sea okay so even if you fall from the cliff you fall into the water and i love the water okay so i was going up the thread and and falling a lot because i i love jumping in the water okay (laughs) and progressively it helped me to to fight my uh my fear of height and i can tell you now that i'm completely cured it's been a, a long time now uh i never had any any problem with height i mean we all have any problems with height, balancing on a very small surface, or climbing mm-hmm. on trees and so on. But uh, nothing, nothing can compare with how afraid of, how scared I was just by the idea of uh, of climbing on anything when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, um, doing a hard thing is fighting your own fears somehow, mm-hmm. and having less fears is also a good way to uh, to be more proactive in life or to be more reactive when you need to be reactive i don't know if it makes sense oh.
0: it does make sense it, okay, it makes good. perfect sense and I, I love that that analogy and um and just the uh, rock climbing south of france i'm there like as soon as you said that and then your your cliff on the side of the ocean like I'm there right now.
1: <laughs> Mentally, I
0: went there. And it's it beautiful. Great.
1: It's beautiful. It's near Marseille, and uh, it's wide cliffs over the very blue, uh, almost turquoise uh, sea. It's uh, it's paradise.
0: You know, the Mediterranean Sea is is beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. <laughs> Gentlemen, that is a wrap on episode 80. If you'd like to get better connected with Vic, you can do so at vicverdiercoaching.com v-i-c-v-e-r-d-i-e-r coaching.com you can also go to instagram and that is vic verdier coaching on instagram as well and of course for all things that have to do with mentoring uh, with group studies or with just learning how to be a better man you can go to men for all of your manly needs This Men of Iron podcast is brought to you by Men of Iron. If you're interested in getting involved in or supporting the vision of changing a culture one man at a time, or you simply want to know more about our strong 27 mentorship experience, equilibrium retreats, Anchored Man video series, or Men of Iron Plus, go to menofiron.org.